these closely watched elections, Republicans will have such victories that we actually will know, like we did back in the good old days, uh, by the end of the evening or by the time we wake up the next day, how all the races went. But increasingly, and we've seen this uh, election cycle after election cycle, and it just becomes more and more prevalent in areas that are run by Democrats. They stop counting, then they start counting again. They claim that uh, the poll workers are tired, and that's what we saw election night uh, during the presidential election. They're, they're just too tired. It's just too too tired to continue, or, or they're going to be sent home, and then they'll start counting again uh, the next day, and then you wake up, and they're like, oh, actually, <laughs> after we sent the poll watchers home, we decided to go ahead and start counting again, and and instances of, of those sorts of shenanigans that at the very least, if you care about the appearance of election integrity, you wouldn't do that sort of thing, right? Let's say that you are just as honest as can be and you are in charge of making decisions like that. I, if it were me, I'd be like, listen, we can't do that because of how it will appear. We don't want people to lose faith in, in us. Uh, in the way that we conduct these these elections. And so we can't come out and say, oh, everyone's tired all of a sudden. It's just too hard work. Send them home. And then once the poll watchers are gone, uh, up for whatever reason, decide we're going to start counting again. You, you, you would not do that if you, if you cared at all about people feeling as if you're honest. But we, we continue to see this unvarnished willingness of one political party in particular to do those sorts of things unapologetically. And the only way that I I really believe you can avoid it is if the lead is so insurmountable. You know, you've got, um, for example, they'll do the exit polling as people are coming out and and uh, if it just seems like, wow, this this is such a big gap, and uh, although the Republican counties have their votes in, and there's still a couple of Democrat counties, there's no way that they can overcome this deficit and essentially declare the Republican a winner to where the Democrats are like, all right, we, we just, we're not going to be able to overcome this. We, we can't, quote, find enough votes in order to reverse this thing. Uh, that's the sort of lead that I think Republicans are going to need. Otherwise, you already have some of the areas in some of these states run by Democrats specifically that are like, hey, just so you know, I mean, you know, it may take us days and days to get this thing figured out. And again, I challenge folks, and I know most of you will do this anyhow, to ask why is it that Democrats are always the ones that have these issues? Why is it not the Republican Party in the areas that they run that have a hard time counting, then recounting, then finding ballots over here? Oh, we found some in the basement over there. Oh, one of our poll workers had some boxes in their trunk over there. It, it, it never appears to be Republicans that have these problems. There's an interesting piece that KY3 had. New polling as Missourians giving President Joe Biden low approval ratings and the... 
the numbers themselves uh, gauging Biden and uh, you know, they throw Trump in there. And then, of course, uh, you know, Josh Hawley and uh, even though he's not up for reelection, but Parson just getting a gauge of where Missourians are. And the numbers themselves aren't necessarily that surprising, although the Josh Hawley numbers I, I thought were a little surprising. But that aside, the the breakdown of people who think Biden is doing a good job and what is important to them versus Missourians who do not think he's doing that great job and what is important to them in terms of the issues. And I thought that that was pretty telling. Also, more confusion. I tell you, between Joe Biden and Fetterman, Fetterman out there over the last few days praising the the demise of Roe v. Wade uh, and Joe Biden out there um, declaring that, hey, he stopped all, he stopped the expansion of all drilling. Uh, first, though, even though prior to that, I believe it was Friday. He was out there talking about shutting down all of the coal mines across the country. The White House would have to walk that back. No, 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 that's not what he meant. You're twisting his words. And just around the time they got finished with clean up aisle Biden on that particular statement, he's out there making sure everyone knows at some sort of rally that there's been no new drilling under him, that he's going to stop all that new drilling, that even drilling that is currently underway. That's one of the things he still needs to do is stop them from drilling this just days after claiming that the oil industry needs to drill more. What a brain trust the Democrats have as some of their leading contenders and leaders of the party. Jason Ryman with the latest news update. A couple from Pineville, Missouri, is facing charges after an alleged plot to steal a baby. Investigators say Jamie and Amber Walterman of Missouri are charged following the murder of a pregnant woman. Mrs. Walterman allegedly lured Ashley Bush of Arkansas by promising to give her a ride to a job interview. At some point, the mother-to-be was shot and killed. Her unborn baby also died, but investigators have not said how. Mr. Walterman is charged as an accessory after the murder. Police say he helped move Ashley's body in a tarp and later burned her remains in a fire pit. Tom Graham, Fox News. Another one of the 12 railroad unions narrowly approved its deal with the major freight railroads Saturday, offering some hope the contract dispute may be resolved without a strike. 52% of International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers members who voted approved that deal. All 12 unions, though, must still approve contracts to prevent a strike. Apple is warning customers they'll have to wait longer to get its latest iPhone models. That's after antivirus restrictions were imposed on a contractor's factory in central China. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield Stock 1041. And the first alert forecast sponsored by Navant, employee benefits that work. Uh, today, we have a high of 64, 53 overnight, 68 tomorrow. Wednesday, partly sunny, a high of 76. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go through the week here because we do see a dramatic change in temperatures. Thursday, still holding on to those mid-70s. But Friday, Veterans Day, only 49 for the high and 40 for the high on Saturday. So we're going to get into the much colder temperatures. Uh, speaking of Friday, we are going to go ahead and do a hero's breakfast this Friday. Now, I know traditionally we keep them about a, a month 
uh, apart from one another, and we had one just a couple of weeks ago. But uh, the last the, the 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 point on the calendar in which we would have the November Heroes Breakfast. Uh, it is the day after Thanksgiving, and we are not going to be doing the show on location that day. And and given that it is Veterans Day this Friday, uh, scramblers and um, and uh, we had a discussion about it, and so we decided to go ahead and move it up. That will be this Friday, Veterans Day, a Heroes Breakfast. And this, of course, means if you're a veteran, you come out and you're going to get free breakfast. That's sponsored by Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electrical, uh, Delta Roofing, and Serenity Honors. And, of course, Scramblers making that possible as well. So be sure to make your way. It's going to be a cold one, cold morning, if the weather patterns hold as they are now. But, hey, free breakfast, right? That's uh, 6 to 9 this Friday. Traffic update. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. A couple of messages on the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line. Please give a public service announcement for Democrats to follow Biden's instructions to vote on the 9th. Did Biden say that? Do you know? It I don't it, know. It wouldn't surprise I'll me. I'll have to look did. that That's up. That's such an idiot. Uh, I mean, it's just what, though, uh, folks. I don't get it. I mean, this is the best that the Democrats have to offer. This is, to some degree, the way I look at it. The old cream rises to the top. I mean, look at these people. Nancy Pelosi. Of course, Liz Cheney loves her. Liz Cheney's out there, of course. I just... Democrats right now... How one wraps their mind around the things that they're that they are doing. They're out there claiming that crime, that this is just something that's made up by Republicans. All those people in New York getting pushed onto subway tracks or raped in the middle of the day while jogging. Oh, Republicans, it's just they're just making up. I mean, you want to talk about a big lie? The media keeps throwing out there trying to label uh, Republicans as as pushers of the big lie. You got the Clintons touring New York because they're desperately afraid, that being the Democrats, that Hochul is going to lose the governorship there. And so they're running around. I, I, I don't know if you saw the footage of this woman who was just relentlessly beaten by her husband. This was a couple of weeks ago. And because of the Democrat passed uh, legislation, there was no bail. It was just let out. She posted footage. On social media of the, and I mean, it was hard to watch the beating because she was desperate for anyone to help her because the state, and she knew what was coming. She was going to be killed. And sure enough, that next day, he, he kills her in front of her kids. She knew what was coming. I mean, th- this is, you got the uh, woman who just out during the middle of the day jogging gets raped. You can't go to the subway without fear of being shoved into the, onto the tracks. And Democrats are running around claiming that, oh, no. I mean, sure, you have crime everywhere, but there's a lot of people here. I mean, let's not blow it out of proportion. Particularly for people who claim to be from the you know the party or the 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 great protectors of women and so many of these victims in New York are women 
and they're not out there. To, they're just pretending like it doesn't happen. Of course, every Monday there is a new tally of individuals, oftentimes kids, that are shot and killed in Chicago. Oh, no, but it's just Republicans are just making something out of nothing. Then you got Liz Cheney running around. I, is that going to work? Are there Democrats out there that are like, you know, I really wasn't that excited about going out to vote, but Liz Cheney came into my district here in whatever state it is and and, and endorsed the Democrat who's running for re-election. Some of these videos that they're doing are embarrassing. You've got Obama sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor talking to some TikToker about getting out the vote. Beto O'Rourke... Uh, Gretchen Whitmer, they all have these TikTok videos of them dancing, doing these viral. It's, I, it is to, it just flashes me back to middle school when you had the teacher or the parent or whomever it was that was trying to relate to the young people and act, and it was just so cringe. You just, it made you uncomfortable to watch it. It was an eye roller, and and this is what they're out there doing. You've got one of these folks, I've got the story for uh, later, um, that is, uh, I forget if he's running for Congress, but some talking head for Democrats regarding the economy saying, hey, you know, well, whenever times were tough, when uh, I was a kid, we would just have to eat Chef Boyardee when we ran out of money halfway through the week. That's just what we got to do. So not, I mean, these are people that run on making things better, and then when they're not better, they get worse. They either are in denial or they tell you, well, you're just going to have to eat less. That's on you. What are you complaining about? It boggles my mind how any individual can rationalize voting for people who want to continue to take us down that path. And then you have Biden out there claiming that he is encouraging oil companies to drill. And then with in three or four days, he's out there at uh, an event. We've got audio of this coming up, uh, declaring that hey, he stopped all the drilling expansion and, and he's looking to roll some of it back. You have people that already are concerned about rationing. You got some of the uh, uh, states that have already warned that energy in terms of heating your home is going to be rationed. This is America. These are the things that used to happen in, or still do, I, certain third world countries. Soviet Union, East Germany. These socialist policies of those socialist governments would leave people without energy. And in just two years' time, it's amazing to me that you have four or five out of ten people who are polled saying, yes, this is the direction I want to continue to go. I I just don't get it. 
New polling has Missourians giving President Joe Biden low approval ratings. This is, of course, no surprise. Pollsters with SurveyUSA ask 991 registered voters in Missouri how they think Biden is doing as president. 62% said they disapprove, while 35% approve of the job he's doing again. I mean, you've just got to be out of your mind or in denial. Here's what I thought was an interesting takeaway. Individuals who stated their top issues were investigating Trump, you know, going after political opposition, using the law to, to go after the, the political opposition, abortion, and taking away people's Second Amendment rights, approve of the job that Biden is doing. While registered voters who don't approve of the job he is doing listed as their top issues, inflation, crime, public safety, and border security. And I think it's very telling and a little frightening that the people who want to continue the country going in the direction isn't because they are saying that these things are important, like whether I can feed my kids, whether there is an increased chance I'm going to randomly be shot while out walking my dog. No, it's we want to get Trump. We really want to get those Trump supporters. We want to take away people's Second Amendment rights. Those are the issues that are important to people who support Biden. Nothing about making the country better. Nothing about helping the the middle or lower class income people in this country get a little relief, but primarily about punishing political opposition. How sad that is. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. The last several weeks I've been talking about Ozark Outdoor Lighting this time of the year. While lighting is what they do, residential, commercial, uh, and this time of year, of course, that includes uh, Christmas lighting. But outside of Christmas, uh, just having that nice professional lighting cascading on your home, uh, it, it just looks incredibly nice. It really classes uh, the joint up, if you will. But at the same time, it's, for me, a big security issue. And a lot of times you'll drive down these streets and people leave their porch light on, you know, oftentimes in the evening because they think that decreases the likelihood somebody's going to come by and check to see if the front door is unlocked uh, because they'll be seen, they'll be exposed. And if you have uh, outdoor lighting throughout your home and, and there are homes on your block that don't have it, of course... That's going to decrease the likelihood that your house is chosen. It's just a common sense situation. Uh, so when it comes to security, we think of a lot of things. We think of alarm systems. We think of locks. But lighting as well is such a big one. Ozark Outdoor Lighting, uh, you can find them online, ozarkoutdoorservices.com. That's ozarkoutdoorservices.com. I, now, this um, KY3 had a story about polling. And the polling's registered voters. It's not likely voters, though it's also asking about people that aren't on the ballot anyhow. Um, and uh, you know, they talk about Parson, 48% say they approve of Parson, 38 they disapprove, 14 said they were not sure. I did find this to be interesting. Josh Hawley, 
42% of respondents strongly disapprove of the job that he's doing, while 40% say that they approve of the job he's doing, and 18% not sure. Um, now, I find this interesting that he, it, I suppose it's probably within margin of error, but you have a plurality of individuals in the state strongly disapproving of his job. And on one hand, you can know, well, of course, when you have the media constantly attacking you, that being said, I mean, the media is constantly attacking Parson. I mean, all Republicans are semi-fascist, of course. Yet in Missouri, the other Republicans that are noted in, in these numbers uh, seem to do quite well as opposed to Josh Hawley. And uh, it could be a fluke or a one-off, but just uh, I thought that was an interesting contrast to some of the others there. Of course, he's not up for re-election um, this time around. But uh, nonetheless, thought it was somewhat interesting. Coming up, <laughs> the political party that tells us denying the outcome of elections is a danger to our, quote, democracy, as you know, are already out there putting into question the outcome of the election. Hillary Clinton uh, putting out there the conspiracy theory that Republicans are already planning on stealing the midterm election. Stacey Abrams has said if she does lose, it's because voting difficulties created by Kemp is going to cost her the loss. Now, why it is that somehow, allegedly, making it more difficult to vote would not affect Kemp voters, but only her voters? Isn't that an interesting perspective? What does that tell you? Democrats think of their own voters. <laughs> like, you got to understand, see, uh, our voters aren't nearly as smart, nearly as educated, nearly as intuitive as uh, our opponents' supporters. So if, if, I mean, if there's any sort of just extra step that's necessary in order to uh, make sure that the vote is secure, that, that's going to disproportionately affect us because our voters just aren't that smart. You understand that's what they're saying about you. Traffic update, I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. That first alert forecast, cloudy 64 for a high today, 53 overnight tonight, 68 tomorrow, Wednesday, a high of 76. It is going to be only in the uh, 40s, lower 40s come weekend, so enjoy the warmer weather while you can. Georgia Democratic gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams, who's widely expected to lose against Kemp in Georgia, and she's out there saying that she's confident she will, she would rather, would win her race against Brian Kemp, provided voters were able to overcome the difficulties implemented by state Republicans. A, so she's already not accepting the outcome of the election again. In her mind, after she loses this election, this will be her second term as governor. Abrams made the comment while appearing on MSNBC Saturday morning after being asked by host Ali Velshi for her thoughts on the state of the race given that she's trailing Kemp by double digits in the polls. Abrams replied by arguing that polls had inaccurately portrayed what was truly happening in the race, going on to claim that it was an issue of voter suppression if her supporters, if her supporters did not turn up at the polls on Tuesday. Quote, while the polls are always going to tell the story you want to see, what we know is that the untold story is that this is a tight race. It's neck and neck. And we believe that we are going 
on a path to victory if we can get all our voters turned out and if they can navigate the difficulties put in place by Brian Kemp and Brad Raffensperger. She went on to accuse Kemp and Raffensperger and state Republicans of moving, quote, to not only game the system, but suppress voting in the state of Georgia. Now, again, I this is where journalism fails desperately. Asking the question, how is it if these laws put into place suppress the vote, only suppress your voters? How is it they managed to do that? I mean, that's a pretty magical thing, right? If you are able to craft voting laws in a way that makes it more difficult somehow, so difficult in fact, that one party's voters can't figure out how to vote, I just don't know how to do it anymore. It's so confusing. You know, showing up at my polling place on election day and casting my ballot, I just can't figure it out any longer. While the other political party seemingly has no problem at all with its supporters figuring out that you go to the poll on election day to cast your vote. the, The cartoonish absurdity of the excuses given by the Democrats is again a reflection of a completely broken down system of journalism in this country with no morals, no ethics, no direction other than to try and help one party get into power. I mean, that they should be embarrassed to make these claims, not to mention the insult to their voters. If you can't figure out how to vote when there are no difficulties with it whatsoever then perhaps you just shouldn't vote. I, you know, I'm just really going to go out there on a limb and say that. If you are incapable of comprehending the steps that it takes to vote, then what hope or chance do you have of comprehending the issues, comprehending the truth, behind what each party is pushing and the results of those parties' uh, ideologies and legislation. I I think that's a fair argument. I'm not saying that people who are incapable of even the most basic comprehension shouldn't, I'm not saying that they should not be able to vote, but maybe a little self-reflection there. And what does it say about a political party? who touts the fact that those amongst us that are so ignorant and so incapable of even the most basic elementary thought process that they can't figure out how to vote belongs to their party. I mean, I, I think Republicans probably have no problem embracing the fact that their voters, the people who support them, are more educated on the issues, have the ability to think through things, while Democrats apparently embrace the fact that their voters don't and are not capable of such basic thinking. And then, of course, they like to sprinkle in a little bit of racism by claiming specifically black people that don't have those capabilities. 
Democrat Congressional Campaign Committee Chairman Representative Sean Patrick Maloney of, of, Dem- or of New York said during a late October interview that his family would be, quote, eating Chef Boyardee when gas prices went up during his childhood and added, quote, that's what families have to do. So that's another political selling point or instruction bit of advice from Democrats. It isn't that they are going to put in policies that make life easier, that result in an economy in which people are able to live a better quality of life. It is when we screw things up and make them worse, we'll be here to give you advice on how to navigate through that. We'll give you helpful hints like don't eat as much. Don't buy milk so often. Buy cheap food. You think about Stacey Abrams a few weeks ago. On the issue of inflation, and she talked about that's one of the reasons that we need to be able to legally kill our own children in this country is because that's the only reason that women worry about rising prices at the grocery store is because they fear if they get pregnant, then they will have to have that child, they won't be able to kill it, and then they will be responsible for making sure that the child has food. And so that's why we need to have abortion so that mothers can kill their children so they don't have to worry about feeding them. You think about that presentation, the acknowledgement there. You have what is considered or presented to be one of the shining stars of the Democrat Party, was floated as a vice presidential option for Joe Biden, has been talked about potentially one day being president of the United States, and is acknowledging that they have crafted an economy that is so devastating to so many people in this country that they tell you you need to be able to kill your own children in order to alleviate some of the financial stress we're putting on you in this current economy. So the Democrats, when it comes to the economy, on one hand, they tell you that you've got MSNBC arguing that the average person never even heard of inflation until this election cycle. This is uh, one of the the discussion points on MSNBC that Republicans just, you know, all of a sudden started talking about this, that the average person doesn't know anything about inflation. You go to the grocery store, you don't notice these things at all, but you just think you do because Republicans are convincing you you do. You have the chairman of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee telling parents just eat cheaper, don't eat at all, whatever. This is just what you have to do. If you run out of money halfway through the week, you get into the cat food. You just start working on that if you need be. And Stacey Abrams weeks ago out there noting that the economy is so bad that women need to have an option to kill their own children so as to not have to worry about having another mouth to feed. What a ringing endorsement of their economic policies. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. A1 Custom Car Care, all of your car care needs. I know as we desperately try, the average American, to navigate through uh, the economy, and it's hard to sometimes spend that money on, on your routine maintenance for your vehicle. It's not fun under any circumstances anyhow, but nonetheless, it's something that you need to do, and it, and it can help. Uh, extend the life of your vehicle. 
So instead of you having to find a new one to purchase next month or next year, you can maybe make it last a lot longer. And, of course, all vehicles at some point end, but it's sort of like your body. As long as you take care of it along the way on a consistent basis, you increase the likelihood it's going to last longer. A1 Custom Car Care, three locations. You can find them under Nick's endorsements, ksgf.com. There was a, a text on the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line that noted that, you know, a lot of these elite liberals, they they the reason that they're able to make claims such as the average person doesn't even know anything about inflation, that's just a Republican idea. I think it was Joy Reid that was really pushing that narrative. And you you have a lot of celebrities that are up in Wisconsin. In fact, um, Mark Ruffalo and Don Cheadle are doing some form of campaigning up in Wisconsin. And the, the note was, the, these people don't, to them, inflation is a talking point. Because some of these people, particularly the really wealthy Hollywood people, they don't live paycheck to paycheck. Most of them don't put gas in their own vehicle. Many of them don't even do their own shopping. They have no concept. They hire people to handle their money. And I know that seems like an odd thing because you and I aren't like that. That's not a life that we live. And I'm not condemning it by any stretch of the imagination. I suppose if I had, uh, you know, that sort of money and I had other people that were agents that uh, were responsible for negotiating my salaries and, and so forth, I might, you know, maybe would have somebody that, that would take care of all those things. I mean, you, you hear these stories and it's just so foreign to us of these individuals and, you know, how uh, you know, they go on these crazy spending sprees and they're buying castles or whatever. And, and then the people who are handling their money for them are trying to get them to stop. They'll eventually quit and so forth. And, and it, you know, they have them on a budget. Um, point being is that they they really, I think, genuinely convince themselves that all this talk about inflation and how difficult it is to make ends meet and dipping into savings, that to them is a talking point because they don't feel it. And they don't live around people who do or the people who do, like their own assistants, they don't complain about it to them. They're there to please the person that they are assisting and not to complain and talk about how uh, you know it is that they're going through these same economic pains that the average person is. I, I can't – I mean, you, you think about just the, the optics of it. And this is where the left gets themselves in trouble is they get these rich Hollywood elitists who jet themselves all across the country just to get a certain sort of ice cream if they want. And then they go to a state like Wisconsin, which is a blue collar state. A state in which people, you look at some of the areas and you've got severe crime issues, of course, that are occurring. 
Uh, then you have the severe economic inflation situation. Wisconsin has a little higher gas prices than we're accustomed to here uh, because of taxes and, and also proximity to um, you know, uh, refineries. I mean, that, that comes into play as well. But then they have these rich elites that they know probably don't even have a concept of what it means to have to budget on their own. They they are being lectured to by individuals that don't decide, okay, well, instead of raisin bran, I'm going to get this off brand that I normally don't get because it's a dollar cheaper. And then that way I can afford to at least feed the family for the entire week. And they're being told, here's how you need to vote. Because if you don't, then you're supporting Nazis and democracy as we know it is going to come to an end. After the traffic update here, here's something that's really going to blow your mind. Truly, genuinely. CNN did some fact-checking on Biden, and it was a straightforward—I don't know I, I, I don't know the motivation for this. But about some of the biggest issues and how Biden's just lying about them. CNN did this. Fact check, Biden's midterm message includes false and misleading claims. That's the headline from CNN. That next, I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. CNN's headline, fact check, Biden's midterm message includes false and misleading claims. Now, what what is a sad reflection on CNN is the fact that so many people are perplexed as to why CNN would do this. I mean, really, you have Democrats that don't understand why is CNN out there fact-checking Biden's lies? You have Republicans that are wondering, why is it that CNN is fact-checking Biden's lies? Nobody can really figure this out. I mean... That said, we'll get this story up from CNN. Among other things, they note that Biden said at a Democratic fundraiser in Pennsylvania last week, on our watch, for the first time in 10 years, seniors are going to get the biggest increase in their Social Security checks they've gotten. He also touted the 2023 increase in Social Security payments at other recent events, but Biden's boast leaves out such critical contexts that are highly misleading. He hasn't explained that the increase in Social Security payments for 2023, 8.7%, is unusually big simply because the inflation rate has been unusually big. A law passed in the 70s said that Social Security payments must be increased by the same percentage that a certain measure of inflation has increased. It's called cost of living adjustment. Now, this was all this made some news because the White House sent out a tweet bragging about this increase and people on Twitter noted uh, that's not something you want to brag about because that means there's skyrocketing inflation and then they took it down. But for CNN to call them out for it. One of the other lies that CNN fact checked is that Biden repeatedly suggested in speeches in October and early November that a new line, new law he signed in August, the Inflation Reduction Act, will stop the practice of successful corporations paying no federal corporate income tax. Biden made the claim explicitly in a tweet last week, quote, let me give you the facts. 
In 2020, 55 corporations made $40 billion and they paid zero in federal taxes. My Inflation Reduction Act puts an end to this, but puts an end to this is an exaggeration. The Inflation Reduction Act will reduce the number of companies on the list of non-payers, but the law will not eliminate the list entirely as Biden has claimed. So another lie. Another fact check from CNN, Biden said at the Tuesday rally in Florida, quote, look, you know, you can hear it from Republicans. My God, that big spending Democrat Biden, man, he's taken us in debt. Well, guess what? I reduced the federal deficit this year by a trillion four hundred billion dollars, one trillion four hundred billion dollars, the most in all American history. No one has ever reduced the debt that much. We cut the federal debt in half, he said. Biden offered a similar narrative at a Thursday rally in New Mexico, this time saying we cut the federal deficit in in half a fact. There are two significant problems here, notes CNN. First, Biden conflated the debt and the deficit, which are two different things. It is not true that Biden cut the federal debt in half. The federal debt has continued to rise under Biden, exceeding $31 trillion for the first time this October. Rather, it's the federal deficit, the annual difference between spending and revenue that was cut in half between 2021 and 2022. Secondly, it's highly questionable how much credit Biden deserves for even the reduction of the deficit. Noting Biden doesn't mention that the primary reason the deficit plummeted in fiscal 2021 and 22 was that it had skyrocketed to a record high in 2020 because of emergency pandemic relief spending. It then fell as expected as the spending expired as planned. And that expiration date, of course, was not put in place during the Biden years. It was before he became president. There are a couple others in here as well, including the gas price lie. But for CNN to be out there uh, calling Biden out for his lies certainly is an unusual approach. News in 60 seconds.